What's up, everybody? This is Don Suave, and yes, I'm back on the music podcast, but I'm going to let y'all know, this is not going to be a music podcast where we make vi- uh, music and do all that stuff. This podcast, I've decided to change it. I've decided to more make it a talk podcast, and what I'm geared to do is talk about important issues that possibly, not just men, but everyone deals with. Quite frankly, things that adults don't like to talk about. Things that's really, really personal. I believe that we need a platform to speak on. That's what this platform is all about. This podcast, it's still gonna be called The Lab, but in the respect, it's not be on music mixing. It's not on doing the things I said before. This is all about, the lab is about getting things off. And just coming together inside a laboratory so that when we leave the laboratory, we leave fresh. So, for instance, I used to just like, I did two podcasts. One was about... Saturday morning with uh, R&B music, you know, things that you grew up listening to with your mom or whoever, you know, just stuff that we know that we grew up with on Saturday mornings. And then the following week, I did the five things that a lot of people have identity crisis with. So I see with that one, it was a lot of response. One had good response, but that one was really a one that got the most response. So I was thinking more or less like, Okay, it's better for me to go ahead and stick with that one. Since that one it has really drawn out the more attention. Because, quite frankly, it's all about hope. It's all about being free. It's all about being released and from the change, from strongholds, from things in your nature. It's all about getting it from the root of it all and just rooting, just taking up. Not, not even surface clean. We're talking about we're going deep with it. So, with this podcast, my motive for this one is not just me speaking on things, but it's also giving a chance for even if you want to say something too. People, everyone has experiences. Everyone has some type of, you know, wisdom that they want to kick. This is the time to do it, but we're going to keep it real. Stuff that, you know, we got to talk about. Because the thing about it is, we want our future generation to be better than us. That's always the key. The key is for the next generation to be better than the previous generation. And growing up, you know, as a man especially, you was taught to keep things together. Keep things inside. Just don't cry about it. Don't talk about it. Don't do nothing about it. Basically holding it, suck it up, and keep on going. Well, a lot of times, what people don't understand is that can result into something worse later down the line. Somebody exploded. Somebody ticking time bomb. Everyone has a limit. There's no question about it. Everyone has a limit. So, with this one, we're going to dig deeper into a lot of things that affected us, not just in childhood. Don't get me wrong. It's possible where it started. 
But there's a lot of things happening to this day as an adult that you still deal with. So, with this podcast, it's all about talking. It's all about basically elevating yourself. It's all about just the strongholds that this world tries to place on each and one of us. But well, we already know who is the chain breaker. And if you don't know, by the end of this podcast, this show right here, I hope you do know him. And of course, his name is Jesus Christ. So yes, it is definitely a Christian type podcast. You know, I still got my sports show, so disrespectful, uh, sports talk. You know, I'll leave that in the description as well if you want to go subscribe to that. But this right here is all about, you know, just the things I see people deal with. I know I'm going to be coming from a man's perspective. Eventually, I'll, you know, give a woman's perspective on some things that I have noticed that some women have told me and things of that nature. But for right now, it's all about how, as a man, how we feel, how the things that some men go through. Some don't say it. Some, it comes out in the worst way, but that's what we're going to do. So, stick around. Get some out of this, and welcome to the new Don Suave, The Lab Podcast. So, in the words of Cody Rhodes. What do you guys want to talk about? Well, let us start by saying that one thing that gets to a lot of guys, especially from a kid's perspective, this is going to be the first episode. So the first thing we're going to speak about is peer pressure. Now, some of y'all may know what peer pressure is. I'm pretty much, I think a lot of people know what it is. But for those who don't know what it really means, it's basically this. Peer pressure is when someone feels pressure to do the same things as their peers in order to be accepted or respected. It can be positive or negative. So, to be honest with you, a lot of people's deepest desire is, of course, to be loved and to be accepted. A lot of times we do a lot of things in our life to get accepted. Good or bad. But mostly it's it's bad. Let's keep it let's keep it a hundred. Let's keep it a thousand. It's bad. You know, you do a lot of things to to please the next person. Let's say for instance, some people have grew up without one part of their parents. Sadly, the most known is growing out with their father. So when people sometimes grow out with their fathers, yeah, the mother's there, and the mother's doing their best to hold it down, especially when it comes to a, a, a boy. They do their best. They love on them. They know they, they show tougher, but at the same time, a mother's going to come from a mother's standpoint. And it is true. Only a man can raise, a real man can raise a son. So there's some things that a real man can impartate in a boy that a mother can't do for the son. Toughness, yeah. 
But it's just something like, you know, it's that it's that guidance, it's that fatherly love, it's that promise, it's that providing, it's that assurance, it's the things that they that a man can tell to a son. Like God. You read the Bible a lot of times, there's a, in the 66 books, there's a lot of times that it's encouraging to you because that's a Heavenly Father. And a Heavenly Father, He provides, He protects, He gives assurance, grace, mercy, love, all the things that a father would want to do for their son, a real father, and what a son wants to have from their father. Because you ever know, like, just think about it when you have a two-parent household and they both play, everybody playing a role, the kids and the parents playing a role, an active role. Let's say the kids got a line. The first thing the mother's always going to do is, I'm going to call your father. And they know, especially if they got that type of father that don't play, that, okay, we're going to handle this type of father, that kid will basically get, get, get straight. And don't let the, the, the kid disrespect the mother. You go really bring out the Mike Tyson out of that father. Because, quite frankly, that's number one, that's, his, that's your mother. Number two, if his parents are married, don't ever disrespect his wife. She's the queen. And while he's not around, she's the ruler. He's the head of the household. But when, she, when he's at work or doing something, she's here. Don't disrespect the mother. Don't disrespect his wife. Cut drop, period. Not happening. But once again, some of us have not grew up with a father. Be honest with me, I didn't grow up with, I didn't grow up with my father. I know him. I love him. You know, at but at times, no, he wasn't there. It is what it is. But like my mother can can attest to this. I never was the type of say, you know, why my dad don't love me and stuff like that. I would just say, if you didn't want to be in my life, that's cool. You know, it is what it is. I'm going to still do what I got to do. And I was saying this as a young kid. But I already know you still need that father figure. Because growing in life, you start to do a lot of things. And you think it's just you doing stuff. But honestly, it's a lot of times you acting out. But you don't, you do not basically admit it. You know, we're going to get into uh, other type of uh, things that we deal with when we do this, uh, this lab talk. Definitely, we'll get into abandonment, rejection, identity crisis, and things of that nature. But it all ties into this one, peer pressure. The peer pressure, you know, a lot of times you do stuff to uh, please someone because, yeah, you can do your mother, but when you have someone who helped make you with your mother and they're not there, you know, you your mother can tell you she loves you all day, but you still want that assurance from a some type of a figure. I know a lot of times, you know, like I said, we'll get to the women part. Is women can we'll get a woman's perspective on the show, but from a man's standpoint, you still want that father figure. A lot of guys flirt with street stuff because I know me growing up, we had OGs around and. I know for me, I love sitting by them, hearing them talk, hearing them give wisdom. Yeah, maybe worldly wisdom, but sometimes it was wasn't for when you growing up. I 
even though they would do a lot of crazy stuff, even though they would treat women like crazy, so they would basically tell you, hey, man, you need to treat, you need, when you get your lady, you gotta treat her like a queen. At the Temptation song, treat her like a lady. Now, you, they tell you this, now, at the same time, you look at them like, if you just had one at the house and then another one a couple of days later. But I noticed a lot, but when I grew up, I know, once again, you want the future generation to be better than you. But even though he may have different women coming to the house, he doing his thing, he don't want you to do it. He wants you to be better than him. So, another thing we're gonna, I'm going to do up here is that I'm going to give scriptures. And we're going to keep it real with these scriptures as well. We're going to do some really... It's gonna be it's gonna be some it's gonna be scriptures where hey, I don't want you to be blinded with this. I want uh, all of us to be set free, but I also want you to know that the realness and the truthness of it, and what it comes with it. You know, I would say yes. One of the best decisions I made was knowing the Lord. I can say one of the best decisions was trying to you know better my life with the Bible with. Jesus, with, with all that stuff, it was to be better. Because if I wasn't, there's no telling what I would been doing right now. There's no telling the road because there's been a lot of times where I was going down some road and while some things were done, there's a lot of other stuff that were protected, that were stopped, that was handled another way. It was almost like God basically said, don't know, I'll handle it. And it was. I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say it. And Romans 1.16 said, don't be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm not ashamed to tell nobody. There's a lot of stuff I can tell you right now that you'll be like, how the heck you make it out of that? Or even how are you even free? How are you still here talking? Honestly, I say straight up, it was God. But I ain't recognized that until later in life. And when I recognized that, it was one of the best decisions. Period. So, let's start. With peer pressure again now peer pressure does have good and bad you know it took me a minute to actually know that because every time we think of peer pressure we think of the wrong things you know peer pressure you to drink peer pressure you to smoke we do a lot of sex crazy stuff do a lot of you know things that literally gonna hurt you in the long run you know what I'm saying Peer pressure to go make money in the honestly in the worst way. Peer pressure to go and do a lot of things for the internet. Peer, all this stuff is peer pressure. Because why? Maybe you didn't get the love when you were a kid. Maybe your environment. Maybe we seeing things that you like you want better. So you feel like, well, they get it, so I might do the exact same thing. See, a lot of times, peer pressure can't don't always come from, you know, someone in your ear. Peer pressure could come from what you see. For instance, I was on social media. I was look at Facebook. You know, you see how your life going, how your family going. Then you'll look on Facebook, Instagram, and you'll see how the next person going. Maybe someone you know, maybe someone you don't know, but you see how they're going. And you start looking at yourself like, you, why am I not doing this? So you start start feeling the type of way. And you'll start allowing what you see, not just what you hear, but what you see influence you to do that. Maybe because you see that person getting money. Maybe because you're seeing that person traveling. Maybe because you're seeing that person just living, 
just like a king and a queen. You like, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. That ain't working. Or, or it maybe would take it too long. While this person, you know, they were a microwave thing. Thirty seconds, see, like they good. I'm in a slow cooker, and I'm tired of being in a slow cooker. I want a quick meal too. I want to be able to press a button on my microwave and the food come out there. I don't feel like being in a slow cooker, knowing it could take about four, five, six hours or whatever, or how long it takes for you. I want to get something quick. So we result to doing something that honestly we were not supposed to be intended to do. A lot, I know a lot of, good, I know a good number of people who was doing the streets. And no, doing, the, doing stuff in the streets. Some are alive, some are dead. And the ones I know that are alive, most of them changed their life. And even most of them to this day said they wish they never did it. They did do it, but they didn't really just wish they would've did it. Because when you get older in life, you start to realize, like, I was young, dumb, and you know the rest of the word. But at the same time, I put this person in danger, put that person in danger. See, a lot of times, you know, they don't see it when you're in it. But then when you get older, people who was doing that street stuff, you got a family. What's the... I mean, that's the one way they can't get to you to go after your family. Think about it. 50 Cent even said one of his songs. He was like, you be shooking me. Because if I get tired looking for you, I'll spray your mama crib and have you look for me. So you put them in danger for the stuff that you're doing. Because your mindset is thinking it's getting money. You want to live this way. But a lot of times, what you do does affect somebody else. It may not affect... You know, a family more time, it could affect something, but it could be a, somebody will get affected by your decision. The same with peer pressure. Sometimes your negative decision will affect somebody else. You may be drink like, sadly, you may be go drinking, pressure to drink, go out, drink at a bar, toast it up, get lit, turn up, all that good stuff, you know, to the world, whatever. Get in the car, drive, next thing you know, boom, car accident. Now you done killed somebody, because while you're drinking, that next person that probably got killed was just probably on their way home from work. Or on their way to the store to go feed their family. That person's life ends. Now you in jail. Drinking under influence. Uh, vehicle, uh, basically, you know, killing someone with your car. Your life ends. See, in all this, and it all started by somebody saying... Hey, come on out here and drink with us. Come on out here and party with us. I mean, we had a good day. Come on here. Get, matter of fact, I buy you rounds and stuff like that. Come on. Come on. You know you deserve it. Come on. You've been working 12-hour days, seven days a week. And, you know, we finally got a break on a Saturday. You know, come on. Just come on out. Man. I'll buy for you. And, you know, I already know. Somebody said they're going to buy for you. They're going to pay for you. Not just the food, but the drinks as well. Nine times out of ten, a lot of people going to say, I'm going. Y'all already know drinks cost a lot. So if someone say, yo, it's on me. <laughs> okay. Cool. And look what happens later. Now, there's good peer pressure. Which comes with being a real father to be a good peer pressure. Teaching your son to stay in school. Teaching your child to obey rules and the law. Teaching your child to be respectful. 
And then if you then for a friend, you see a friend on the low, they messing up, telling them to get back on the road. Get back on that road of, of prosperity. Get back on that road of righteousness. Man, don't be doing that kind of stuff in the street. That's not you. That's not your character. You're not a part of that. Stop acting like that. That's just a fad. It's going to wear off. That Them people are probably like that. You're not like that. Don't do that. Just because what you see on TV, just because you see on, here in the, in the music, just because you see on the movies, don't think it's like that. Seriously. Life does not have a respawn button. Life doesn't have a, a reset button on it like that. You get killed or anything like that, there is no respawn. There is no, you know, you will start your last save. It's a wrap. Your life is done. That's good peer pressure. Someone's encouraging you. Someone's being, someone that's basically close to you than a brother is. Someone that's on you. And that's also love. I'm going to keep it real with you. It's going to make hurt your feelings, but I got to keep it real with you. Because I love you. If I call you a best friend, if I call you someone that's close to me than a brother, if I say all these things to you, I got to prove and be what I say I am to you. So let's start with a few scriptures to help you with peer pressure. So the first scripture we're going to go with is this. we go with Luke. Chapter 14, verse 26, and it states, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, and even his own life, in a sense of indifference to a relative disregard, a relative disregard for them in comparison with his attitude toward God, he cannot be my disciple. Now, I know what you're probably thinking. I got to hate these people. I don't want to hate him. I don't. Why do I have to hate him? This is basically saying that God don't want you to take somebody over him. And it can be someone you love dearly. It can be. You know, let's just say you want to live your life. You want to go to church. You want to do all this stuff. You want to live for the Lord. You want to go by the Bible. You want to do everything he taught you. But then your mother tell you, you ain't got to do all that. Or your or your brother tell you, man, you ain't go to church every Sunday, man. You can miss a couple of times. You know, you don't have to, you don't have to do all that stuff all the time. You don't have to pray. You don't have to do all that. Like someone you love telling you like this, or even, you know, your kids saying, you know, I don't want to go. So you were like, you can, you don't have to go. Or anything in like basically saying that I would take their decisions over God's decisions. See, one thing we got to understand as peer pressure because you're giving it to that person tell you something that God wants you to do. And even though it sometimes can be very, very small, because a lot of times we think, that's just small, you know, I miss one day, miss two days, you know, I'm going to be fine. No, it will affect you in some way. It will. Because one time can turn to two times, two times can turn to four times, four times can turn to eight. Next thing you know, it's so much that you don't even recognize, you don't even it's basically you coming back and you a stranger in the land. That's a form of peer pressure. It is what it is. Because you're taking someone else over the thing that God has for you. You should be one to tell them, like, look, I understand what you feel, and that's how you feel. But I am, I live and breathe, do everything, and I will die for. Christ. 
That's what it is. You gotta. What did we all? What's the new phrase now? We gotta stand on business. Our business is Christ's business. Stand on His business, and He will stand for you as well. It's gonna be hard. No one says this thing is not gonna be hard. It's definitely gonna be hard. It's gonna be challenging because there's a part of you that wants to please people. As much you may have have a, a, a hard exterior or try to be hard even inside, this this stuff inside they want to please somebody. But when it takes away from your morals, can't do it. So that's the first scripture. Second scripture is coming from Proverbs 14:12, and it states. There is a way which seems right to a man and appears straight before him, but its end is the way of death. You know, I know at times it seems like you feel like you're doing the right thing. You feel like, okay, I may be doing this, but you know, I'm good, you know. And then sometimes when you try to please people, you feel like, well, they're going about it that way. They're going about it this way. I, I, I should be good. Sometimes it's not always like that. The last part says that appears straight before him, but its end is the way of death. I remember a time where... I felt like I was doing something good all the time. And I remember one time I tried to justify it. And I'm not going to tell you what I did, but best believe at the end, it didn't, it didn't, <laughs> let's just say it, it didn't work out for my favor at all. I was caught and I had to suffer the consequences. You know. But I thought I was, like I said, I was trying to justify it. I thought it was straight. I thought it was good. You know, I thought like, well, this is the way I'm going. You know, I haven't been caught. You know, so I'll keep on going, keep on going. But eventually, it ain't lead to death. But when it said the way of death, that just it means the way of end. That part was the end of it. And when it happened, It made me lose something that I was like, well, now what am I going to do now? But I gave it to peer pressure. I gave it to the fact that I could have went another way. I could have went a better way. But instead, I was doing something that basically, like, I I know how to do. Or I felt like it was, it was the thing to do. And it wasn't at all and I suffered for it not only did I suffer for it those close to me suffered for it as well so next question and this is a very important one Romans 12 2 states and be not conformed to this world but transformed by the renewing of your mind 
that ye may prove what is good and acceptable, perfect will of God. You know, one of the most dangerous things for a person to have a made up mind. You have a made up mind, you basically just gonna do what you wanna do or do what's in your mind. We know this is here is a battlefield. The, the enemy always try to get to you. Because the enemy feels like if he can get this right here, he got you. If he get your way of thinking, your way of decision, your way of this stuff, and he can maneuver it some way that he, you can do what he wants you to do, or have you stuck in the same mud, feel like he got you. That's why you have to be transformed by renewing every day. Renew it. Things that you thought that you used to think, change it. Change it. Things that you used to, we used to make a decision about and how you used to handle stuff, change it. You always can't use your fist for everything. You always can't use weapons for everything. It, 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 it's going to be hurtful. I'm, I'm going to keep it real with you. Because it's like, you want to handle it the way that you know how to handle it. Or whatever. But we have to renew your mind. You have to say, I can't do that no more. I have to find another way. You know, even where you used to go out and probably toast up the city or in way of celebration, you probably went to go and maybe have sex so many times or, or whatever. But when you renew your mind and change it, you say, I can't do that no more. I find another way. I can find another way. Celebrate. I can celebrate by myself. I don't have to always drink. I don't have to do all this stuff in the streets. I don't have to do all this stuff. I can celebrate by saying congratulations. I can go out and say, I can go to, to, to a movie by myself. I can go to a beach or do something. Something that doesn't consist of me hurting myself or putting others in danger. And then when peer pressure happens with that, when people, once again, try to get you to do something, you have to say, I used to, I can't do that no more. I can't, I can't go down that route no more. Which leads me to my next scripture, 1 Peter 4 and 4. In connection with all this, they, the unbelievers, are resentful and surprised that you do not think like them. Value their values and run hand in hand with them in some excess or dissipation and immoral freedom. And they criticize and abuse and ridicule you and make fun of your values. Don't be don't 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 be shocked if someone call you lame. Don't be shocked if somebody makes make, insults you. Don't be shocked if someone makes fun of you. Doesn't mean you're wrong. You know, once again, it's it's, it's like reverse psychology. One of those, I bet you won't do it. I bet you you I, I dare you want I dare you to do it. I that reverse psychology stuff. Because if you weak minded, you'll be like, you will go and do it to prove them wrong. And right then and there, you gave it to pressure. I mean, I grew up with my mother used to tell me, they talked about Jesus. So, what are they going to do with you? That's how it is. You're going to get criticized all the time, no matter what you do. You're going to get ridiculed all the time. No matter what you do. So get criticized for doing something that's good. Get criticized for, for, for doing something by being your own person. 
get criticized by saying, you know what? Y'all can talk about me all you want to, but I'm good. I'm safe. I I got it. You know, I'm, I'm riding with the Lord. Whatever you want to say, that's what you want to say. Hey, that's on you. I'm good. Like the Bible says, choose this day who you serve. And for me and my family, <laughs> we choosing the Lord. We're on the Lord's side. It's going to happen. Especially as peer pressure. When you don't do what somebody tells you to do. And you want to be like, nah, I ain't doing that. And they, and they start calling you all these types of names. And honestly, if you was weak-minded, you those names would get to you. And you probably want to do what they want you to do so you can shut them up. <laughs> Sometimes that happens in relationships. You do what the other person do so you can so they can shut up and you just do it. When it's like, you don't have to do it. If you don't feel like doing it, don't do it. Like it's it's all about your choice. If this if if you're doing it to shut them up, it's like if, if it's a bad way, like, you know, you can do things to compromise and do things and believe in a good way. But if you know at the end of the day, this is not gonna work out, you don't have to do it. Women. You don't have to give your body up to satisfy a man. And if he call you all types of names, oh well, he ain't deserve you. Same with a man. You know, if you don't want to do something and, so, and somebody call you all his name, like, okay, whatever. But at the end of the day, you got to look at it. If you go down this route, what's it going to lead to? You got, it, it, like, every, every action has a reaction. Every cause has an effect. So you got you to gotta ask yourself, if I do this thing, what's it going to lead to? Is there any good into this? Is there anything that's actually great in the eyes of God? And if it's not, you don't have to do it. And you shouldn't do it. You should compromise your values to satisfy the next person. Because honestly, if they working in the flesh, the flesh is never satisfied. And the last scripture I want to read to y'all to finish this podcast for peer pressure is this. It's coming from 1 John chapter 2, verse 15 through 16. And it reads, Do not love the world or sin that opposes God and his precepts, nor the things that are in the world. Anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that's in the world, the lust, sensual craving of the flesh, and the lust and longing of the eyes and a boastful pride of life, pretentious confidence in one's resources or in the stability of earthly things, these do not come from the Father, but are from the world. Once again, it's the world, lust. You know, they, you know they, they heard the seven deadly sins, lust, greed, glutton, all that stuff. Yeah. But if you notice, a lot of people ride with that. Which that could be pretty precious to you because you see that you feel like they're having a good time doing it. Nothing's happening to them. They're going places, doing all this stuff. And something and something starts building up inside you. You be like, well, I, I want to experience that. I want to do that. For one, they're laying up their treasures here. You're supposed to be laying your treasures up there. There's a difference now. And there's no telling what that person's going through behind closed doors. So you just seeing, you just seeing the, the, the image. You're just seeing the face. You're just seeing that part. You don't know what's going behind closed doors a lot. 
So you think they even living life sometimes and all this stuff? You don't know if that person could be dealing with rejection, dealing with abandonment. They try to mask you all that stuff. You don't know if that person might be taking drugs to go to sleep. You, we don't know what that per the kind of things that that person is going through. This is why you shouldn't be envious of somebody because you're envious of the things they may have, but you may not know what they're doing to get it. You don't, you not know what they're doing to keep it. You don't know what they did. I mean, some people may have did some wild things to get that. And while you're saying, why we should have that? You want to know how that person got that? Do you really want to know how they want to have how, what the, the process for them to get that and to keep that? Some stories, some things that happen in this life, in this world, you know for a fact, if it was placed in front of you, but like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to get. Well, that person did it. You envious of that person. So, the things of the world, the things of the flesh, makes you do a lot of bad things. But the things of the spirit makes you do things that's right in God's eye. And it will lead you down a path of righteousness. Like I said, this is about peer pressure. Peer pressure can last when you're a child. Peer pressure can last when you're an adult. Peer pressure don't have an age limit. And it doesn't discriminate. Every culture has some type of a peer pressure. Not just my culture. We can talk about the, you know, the Asian culture, Caucasian culture. Everyone has some type of peer pressure. Men and women have peer pressure. Well, this is the fact that, you know, there's things that we that we have to learn or things that we that some people try to put on us all because of the stereotypes and myth that our culture has. So they will put that peer pressure on us and we feel like, and some of us feel like we have to live that so that us get and please somebody and you'll be accepted. You are great in the eyes of God. The Father loves you. Yes, we do bad things. Yes, we do sin. But we have an advocate in the Father, Christ Jesus, who came down from heaven. Made himself to be in a man body. Was born, taught, took the pain and beaten for you on the cross. Three days he beat the he beat death, grave, and he's seated right hand, he's seated right now at the right hand of the Father. Interceding for us. All he wants you to do is to trust and believe on him. That's it. And when you do that, you build a relationship. We're not talking about religion. We're talking about a relationship with Christ. And you'll see just how much he loves you. You'll see just how much. He got for you. The things he got for you, you'll see how much. And when you do it, you're going to realize it's one of the best decisions ever. But, like I said earlier, don't be surprised. If the decision you made to follow Christ, you might get ridiculed for it. You will get ridiculed for it. And don't always think it's the unbelievers. Sometimes it can be believers. Sometimes it can be your friends. Sometimes it could be your family. And you could be alone in this road. But you're never alone with Christ. He is the way, the truth, 
in the life. And he proves that to you. He's going to prove it to you. So, this is the first episode. Peer pressure. Next episode, I think we're going to talk about abandonment. You're going to get real with that one. So, what do you guys think? What should, what, matter of fact, if you have something you want to say as well, you can do multiple things. You can hit me on, on Facebook, Instagram. I'll leave all that in the description where you can find me at. You can comment down below. Don't forget to subscribe, to like, to comment. You want to share it, you can share it. All in all, it's time to get, it's time to break free. It's time to get those chains off. It's time to do some real talk. This is your host, Don Suave. And I'll see you for the next time. Peace.